Good morning. It's January 26th. It's a gray morning in New York, but not a swampy one, at least. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. The International Court of Justice in The Hague ruled today that South Africa has standing to have filed a complaint against Israel, accusing it of acts of genocide in Gaza, that the complaint is plausible enough to merit an ongoing investigation, and that Israel needs to take steps to make its military abide by the Geneva Convention. Because the court stopped short of demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza, the Wall Street Journal framed this result as World Court Rejects Demand for Gaza Ceasefire, and the New York Times went with UN Court Declines to Demand that Israel Stop Its Military Campaign, casting a ruling that went overwhelmingly against Israel as an Israeli victory. Even an actually genocidal Israeli government official, the implacably racist National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gvir, couldn't bring himself to pretend Israel had won anything, posting Haig Schmeg on the neo-Nazi website X, formerly known as Twitter. So the institutional American media are providing a less reliable summary of what happened than one of the people expressly targeted in the complaint is. In older news, on the front page of today's Times, the story of how Donald Trump is blowing up any efforts at a bipartisan border deal has made its way all the way into the lead slot, although it's hard to tell why. There's nothing anywhere before the Trump that would count as a news development or would be unfamiliar to people who've already been reading about the doomed immigration deal in the A section of the New York Times. Today's story reports, Republicans are in a quandary, Mitch McConnell said in a closed-door meeting on Wednesday, according to lawmakers who attended. What was supposed to be the sweetener for conservatives opposed to sending tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine had become just as politically treacherous terrain as the foreign aid. Yesterday, in a different story the Times published, The paper wrote, Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, the minority leader, told Republicans privately on Wednesday that the politics of the issue had been complicated by Mr. Trump's rise and his hostility to the agreement, putting the party in a quandary, according to lawmakers who participated in the meeting and described his comments on the condition of anonymity. Mr. McConnell has vociferously backed the proposed border compromise and has been a chief proponent of a stalled effort to send tens of billions of dollars in military aid to Ukraine, which Republicans have said must be tied to the deal. So the story is still the story. Likewise, in the adjoining column, the headline is Ruthless Steps and Luck Fuel Trump's Wins. Feuding within party gave him an edge. The idea here is that it was a great stroke of fortune for Donald Trump that Nikki Haley spent her campaign attacking Ron DeSantis, thereby weakening the chance that any strong figure in the Republican Party would mount a serious challenge to Trump. But that, of course, is begging the question. Trump didn't get an edge from the fact that people like DeSantis and Haley were battling each other. People like DeSantis and Haley were battling each other because Trump had an edge, and they were afraid to take him on directly. Trump didn't take advantage of disorganization in the Republican Party. He simply cashed in on the fact that the Republican Party is organized around Donald Trump. Elsewhere on page one, Trump aide Peter Navarro, one of the central plotters to steal the 2020 election, was sentenced to four months in prison for contempt of Congress. As punishment, or in exchange for his successful refusal to cooperate with a congressional subpoena. Our judicial system has now made it clear that no one else will be allowed to defy the January 6th investigative committee, a little more than a year after the change in Congress caused the committee to be disbanded. If there's one consistent lesson of the Trump experience, it's that obstruction works. And to whatever extent it doesn't work, it's some other chump who's going to have to pay the price, not you. International track and field authorities have found yet another runner to abuse for the crime of being too good at running. The Kenyan sprinter Maximilla Amali is ineligible to compete in the Olympics in Paris. 
where the world's finest athletes will showcase the genetic anomalies that make them superior performers to everyone else, because her particular genetic anomaly involves her arrangement of sex chromosomes and the levels of testosterone she produces, which leads the Times to describe her as intersex, though she identifies entirely as a woman. On page 823, the Times reports on the fact that Alabama executed a prisoner by using an untested method of suffocation with nitrogen. The exigencies of the print deadline meant that the paper version of the story did not have the essential news about the case, which was that, despite the blithe indifference of six members of the U.S. Supreme Court, the method that Alabama cobbled together appears not to have been humane or effective. As the online version of the story reports, Kevin Smith, who was strapped to a gurney with a mask placed on his head, appeared conscious for several minutes after the nitrogen gas started flowing into the mask, depriving him of oxygen. According to a pool report from five Alabama journalists who witnessed the execution, state lawyers had previously claimed in court filings that an execution by nitrogen would ensure unconsciousness in seconds. He then shook and writhed for at least two minutes before beginning to breathe heavily for several minutes. Lee Hedgepeth, a reporter in Alabama who witnessed the execution, said Mr. Smith's head moved back and forth violently in the minutes after the execution began. This was the fifth execution that I've witnessed in Alabama, and I have never seen such a violent reaction to an execution, Mr. Hedgepeth said. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again on Monday.